I am unashamed. What about you? Well, I mean, here's what I found fascinating is that we've been meeting, what, two weeks now? Two or three? It's been about a month, actually. Oh, it's been a month? Yeah. It's third, terrible. Third, I think. Third for us. <laughs> so, of course, they, they, they're like, you can meet, but you have to wear a mask going into the building, which I have because, you know, law and order every time. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's yeah, why <laughs> our viewers, if you haven't seen the Outlaw Josie Wells or Tombstone, you're missing a third of the jokes that are discussed. But I'm at 74, and with the mask, when the people are talking to me when I get there, they're all wearing a mask. You're not wearing one? I don't have a mask. <laughs> but I mean, but I could well, use you, this, I guess. But anyway. You need to, feel there's a decree. I'm staying. When you walk into a building, you wear yeah, a mask. Yeah, I'm staying away from best I can, but then you got to <laughs> baptize people. What are you going to do? So, all right, all right. But, but I notice it's hard to understand people. Yeah. They're talking through that mask, and and you can't hear anyway. Some of them ask me, you know, they they handed me a mic and wanted me to pray for the ones that going to get married there, and and some guy was saying, and and I couldn't understand what he was saying. But, I love, but when he I, handed me the mic, I said, so so what exactly you want me to do with this? And he said, talk well, into it. Then somebody <laughs> said with a clear voice, no, so and so, but they're going to get married. I said, oh, oh, they want me to pray for their marriage. <laughs> but the guy told me that he was telling me what what the you know what I was fixing to do, but I couldn't understand him. It's just gibberish, gibberish, yeah. <laughs> gibberish. I think it's gibberish. I'm not that hard of hearing. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of gunfire Phil, on both you, sides. Yeah, you, you, Phil, you can't hear. You're when deaf. I walk into your house, it's like <laughs> the sound system at a movie theater <laughs> times three. Yeah. And I'm like. I only do well, that, you know, when Creedence Clearwater Revival comes on, <laughs> Access TV or something. I, I listen but then to you them. don't turn it down. You go to the news, and it, I feel like this guy's yeah. giving me a report from inside my left ear. So, look, I like the mask. I didn't think I would, but I kind of like it because now people don't know who you are. You know, and I, I do kind of like the hiding out. Thing, well, they yeah. won't let you in the grocery store unless you you have one. Yeah, and he, so Missy got me one that's actually pretty comfortable. I don't know where she got it. And so I'm trying to keep a distance from individuals. I never go out into the audience. I mean, I stay up, I stay up, up there, and I, and I'm seated at a table. And somebody comes up, and I'm like thumbs up, and they're they're standing. But right you over did there. this before the coronavirus, huh? You did this. You've always done that. That's right. So, so I, I just stayed with stay with that plan. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got, I don't interact with the, the they got, audience. They as got far a pretty good goes. team. Yeah, they're going to be good. So sport. look. So I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you about my sermon because I did it, and I thought it went well. But you know, we were talking about this mass. You know, it's interesting. We had a. We, there's a little piece of property. Did I tell you about this? Phil and I bought in the middle of our duck hole. Well, here's what's interesting. It was only. I think it was supposed to be 39. It wasn't on the middle of the duck hole. It's on the end of it. Well, I'm saying the middle because here I'm going to tell the truth here. <laughs> okay. Look, it it's where the creek comes in that we pump from. I don't think you've heard this. I had not And uh, so here's what's interesting about it. I thought we owned this because Phil, through the years, he certainly acted like we owned it. We pump from the creek. He has a levee there. and well, I get it. No, I'm, on, I'm inside my line there. Okay, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell the truth. There. Tell the truth is, I'm not on when I'm pumping. Okay. I know where the line is. If Jay, I can never get to the truth, if you're, it's your, you're implying that this is not that's not this quite is, understand. This that. is the funniest. Now the story. line's not. This too is far. the funniest story you've ever heard. So I get an email saying, "Would would you be interested in buying this these thirty nine acres?" Which I'm like. Oh, you know, who, 39 acres, what? I was like, well, send me, but I didn't dismiss it because I was like, well, send me a color-coordinated picture of where this property is. Yep. Well, they send it, and I'm like, I thought we already owned this. <laughs> and Because I'm looking at the line, and feels like, yeah, I put a levee right inside the line. I look, oh, no, the levee's on their property. And so I'm like... <laughs> Okay, so well, okay, maybe maybe they got the picture wrong, Phil. But according to this map, you built a levee on their property. 
So anyway, I said, well, yeah, I'm I, interested. I put it in. on the property line, granted, but not over the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they had the picture on it. It was close. All right. <laughs> so I said, well, yes, we're interested. There was really no negotiation much. They said, we want to sell this. And I'm like, well, we got to have it because that's where we yeah. want from. I was like, I'll give you this for it. They're like, sold. I thought, well, that was easy. So I have to go up and do the deal. So... I realized, and I'm pulling this bill, and I'm like, oh, no, i got to have a mask on. And so they said there were several, several sellers. Well, here's what's funny. When I walk in, it's a lawyer's office where they do negotiations. Deeds and when stuff. When I walked in, there was the people selling, which it was seven of them, and I would say the average age was 85. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I walked in, there was... Real elderly woman in a wheelchair. When I walked in, she put her hands up. And I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> and somebody said, that, that's one of those Duck Dynasty guys. That's who we're buying the land from. <laughs> oh, and she the put land her, too. Well, yeah. yeah. I think he said buying the land from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He meant. <laughs> no, I'm telling you what happened. Yeah. And so 85 I thought, times. So I thought, times I thought we were buying land. I'm buying the land. He, and she has her hands up. And she went, well, I thought he was an outlaw robbing the place. Because <laughs> I had the mask That's on. That's not real good going into a, a land purchase. <laughs> and, well, and I thought she was kidding. So I was laughing. And she said, no, I really did. I mean, she her hands immediately went up in three seconds. So anyway, it, they were really nice, but it was a In these days, trouble, the only thing that could have been worse is if it had been me, I would have had a pistol in my pocket. Well, here we go. Well, no, I'm just saying, yeah. if I'm uptown, because, you know, you, yeah. I just see people, I'm getting out of my rig and say, people, white, white, racist. But, th- but that shows you how weird things are in our current situation, because a lot of them are wearing bandanas. Which goes back to the old west. So people are concealed carry with bandanas walking into buildings. Speaking of old west, we've got to remind ourselves in case the audience has forgotten. But our family, somebody who just drove by on a drive-by shooting, put bullets in my grandson's house and aimed toward Willie's two months ago. So Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been people just stop and start putting bullets through our houses. So it's not like somebody's well, he's paranoid. And I don't know whether he would, he just, you know, trying to intimidate people. No, I'm just trying to love, love. I love my wife. Y'all are my children. Y'all have children. Love always protects. Well, so, uh, well, I we we went through that. I mean, yeah. look, the weapon of choice is is the Bible, the sword of the spirit. That's we right. don't fight with the weapons of the world. That's right. But if you you shoot at me, I'm going to protect my family. Yep. I will shoot back. Yep. And yep. Uh, I famously said in Duck Dynasty, you know, if you shoot, don't miss, because <laughs> we're that's just not allowed. Yeah. So anyway, so to get and and the land worked out. I felt so. Like why I, were there so many that many people owned it? Individually? You no, know it was funny. About, Family members. No, probably. look, the their their grandpa bought it in nineteen ten. Really? Yeah. And uh, the reason I brought that up about the levy is because the son, what two of the family and they were all still alive, which was that's why I said they they were. I mean, it shows you that. Whatever gene pool they came from is stout. Because that was about 110 years ago. Yeah, and these, and um, it was their grandpa. But one of the sons was his his mom was there, but she she just nodded, and he was kind of there. But he made the comment. He said, "I mean, this is just a formality because y'all been acting like it's yours for Ooh. I guess 30 years." <laughs> you know, <laughs> they all laughed. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. did they know it was us? Did they know it was oh, yeah. the family? Okay. Yeah, they, well, I did. Because we're kind of known. Half of them, half of them did. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I did fudge on the line one time when I looked across <laughs> okay. there. Oh, and we're, there was, we're there was three now. fox squirrels in an oak tree, and I looked at the line and I said, "You know, there's three squirrels. These people own the land. I, I, I'll share the squirrels with them if that's what they want." But well, they said we haven't even been down there in ten years. I was like, it's but "They're fine. really, they're good people." Oh, they're really good. We we got along. I mean, it did take. A long time because of the hearing problem. That's what made me think was the, the mask. In the mask, we had to repeat everything five times. You know, it, so 
But it, we get to the end because I thought, boy, I'm getting such a good deal on this land. You know, it's because, you know, flood land's pretty inexpensive anyway. And so they're like, right before I signed the papers, they're like, I said, well, I, it says here 29. I thought you said 39 acres. They're like, well, it's 39, but 10 of it is in the river. Because well, the river, <laughs> when they at put that the blocking down, down below the Washtenaw River, down below us, 13 miles. They raised the water level. Oh, and they up, lost 10 acres. And it inundated yeah. about nine acres of whoever owned the property along the river. Which is so, now uh, what, you, No, so you Phil and it. I bought you, about 10 acres out there. Under the technically river. Technically, you feet. own it. <laughs> yeah, technically, you own it. But the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, they're the ones who have claimed it. That's right. By oh, putting yeah. a lock and down, flooding it with water. The timber that was there died on the edge. I, I've I seen noticed this that, all passed look, by in the last 35 I noticed years. I had to sign. The only other thing I had to sign was saying what he just said, yeah. that if a flood calls from having the lock, you know, floods your land and destroys it, the government is not responsible oh, yeah. in any way. So, so we like, fight that every year. Oh, yeah. If the locks and dams were not there, we would not inundate as rapidly and as often well, right. as they're trying to get a shipping lane up the Washtenaw River, but there's there's no major cities up the Washtenaw River. Well, that's what I thought. Why? Why? Just I mean, a, once you get well, past just Monday, somebody they, from some, an economical some politicians got in there. Fields, Phil has a disdain, but they you know, let's dam up the Washtenaw River. <laughs> well, yeah, they, have they, any they, money in it? Yeah, yeah, you get about a half a half a billion. Okay, <laughs> I don't think any of that's true. But they send the barges down, and it was for economical reasons. Which, I mean, if you'd asked me that 30 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, let, let's make some money. Having lived in, you know, with, with all the floods, because there's very few people who are stupid enough to live in flood zones. Except uh, us. Or hint, buy hint, land hint, there. Hint, hint. <laughs> That's why the pe- that when people say, yeah, I'll buy this, they're like, really? Because it stays underwater half I'll the time. How so you'll know as the oldest son, with the last four years over there out of all that property i would say when the water came up each time we were down to about six to eight acres of dry ground the entire thing was flooded right well most people would say why in the world would you want that because when it all recedes there's a lot of crawfish Mm -hmm. there's Fish, pretty good frogs. Duck there's fish, there's frogs, there's ducks. And the deer so come back. Yeah. The deer, the water runs them all out to the high ground. You say, well, that's all the deer. As soon as it falls back they and they can back. walk in the mud again, they come right back because there's a lot of acorns on those oak trees. It doesn't stay on them long enough to kill them, but it comes up. Usually about this year's came up in uh, February, stayed March, April, May, June, July. It finally started out. What I've been doing is with the fallout, I'm going back in there. Plant. The beavers stop up all my right. drain pipes. I've got them fixed so I can hold water. Right. So I borrow the water for the winter duck hunt, and and the Lord sends plenty and has in the last four years. Well, when I drain it all out, I'm fighting the beavers to get the water out so it won't kill the timber. And 8% of it, of the now 1,600 acres or so, 8% of it, is open, as in a field, 8%, 92% flooded woods. Right. So that's the piece of – most people would say I wouldn't have that for any reason whatsoever. But for us – It fits us perfectly. It's perfect. Let's take a quick break. So we got uh, a lot of the students that are caught up kind of in the politics of coronavirus. You know, do they go back to school? Do they stay home? I mean, this is – this is a crazy time that we're living in. Uh, one of our sponsors, Patriot Mobile, is running a, they're calling it a school days promotion until September 12th. So now you want to take advantage of this uh, because, you know, they're giving you till September 12th, a lot of schools. That's kind of their idea. Some will start, some won't, but they'll give you a choice. You can get a new phone or you can get 30 free days, which is pretty cool. So you do that by going to 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or you can visit patriotmobile.com slash Phil. Use the promo code Phil. You can get that free month of service or you get a free phone. Um, veterans and first responders, you'll save even more because there's more discounts like for you. like that. Yeah. So check these guys out, patriotmobile.com. 
in the woods with Phil. You there know? you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're Which, here. by the way, is a show that you need to check out. In so, fact, part of that parcel is where we're seated right here. Well, right. Ten this years is, ago, eight years ago, we didn't own this. Which is the highest ground. This is the highest ground. This is your last Someone chance. said, well, where do you stay if there's not but, right but, here. <laughs> uh, but a small percentage that's dry? They said, where are you? I said, on the dry piece. <laughs> I'm looking, I know where the river's going to come to on as big as it gets until it floods yeah. the, the world. So we're, so in the unashamed Barring lair. Barring Noah's flood, we're all right. <laughs> on the unashamed lair, we're on the high ground. You're on the high ground. We're at the last point. The last stop. So yeah. here's what I did with my sermon. I give you the nuts and bolts of it. Because didn't, am I mistaken? So on the podcast, uh, Zach did an episode that I wasn't on. You yeah you were you were getting ideas from Zach and Dad about your sermon. Well, I so did, this is that and it sermon, was a process. Right? And several, you know, we got several emails that y'all forwarded to me over. You know, people are like, "What are you crazy? There's nothing <laughs> kingly about us." You know, <laughs> Revelation one six is a futuristic thing. And so, what I did, my two most trusted advisors from a theological view, That's I, Zach and Phil. Now, uh, Zach and Mr. McGuigan, the Irishman, he's an elderly gentleman. And what, what I like about him is I've sent him a lot of things before. And look, the first time I ever did, I just sent him an email and said, here's what I'm thinking. How old is he now? Is he 90 80, 80, 85 maybe? Oh, okay. I 83, so. 85, somewhere in there. He's brilliant. And he's great, still, great brother. He, he's still, my works great. And look, he's rough around the edges, which is what I like. Because I've seen him stuff before and said, here's what I'm thinking. And I'm like, detailed outline. Here's some new concept. And he's like, Jace, you lost me from the beginning to the end. <laughs> well, I love it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I sent him this, and he was like, you know, it's a difficult question, but I think you're on to something. And so, that, so I pursued it. I'm reading and, from the Bible. You're a spirit built into a spiritual house <laughs> to be a holy priesthood. You go down four verses. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You know what's weird, Phil? Is royal he mentioned priesthood. that he said we're a, he said we're a royal priest, priesthood. There's something kingly about us. But what he helped me see, I haven't which, agreed with your your your, your Deal yet? Well, I've come a long way. You've come uh, a long way. I'm giving, but you, you the haven't verses. heard the final deal, which is what I preach. Yeah, well, give me that, and then I'll get okay. back with you. So here's what I did. <laughs> what I did was I started with uh, the conversation that Jesus was having with Pilate, because even John, though I didn't, I started in John. I think 18. he kind of said it, Pilate. So you're a king then. Well. It wasn't like, but uh, what, what he but was, was he a, was wondering about what kind of king it, it he was, was. It was a developing conversation. That's right. Now he had already been interrogated by the high priest, and so which, where are you? I'm in John 18. The yep. reason I'm bringing up the interrogation of the high priest is because he said in verse 20, he said, "I've spoken openly to the world." I always taught in synagogues because he was being questioned about who he thought he was by the high priest. And he eventually gets to Pilate and the conversation in verse 33, Pilate said, are you king of the Jews? That was the question. So are you the king of the Jews? And look, do we really think Pilate was being not sarcastic? I mean, here's this guy looking like he does. But he's like, so you king of the Jews. And by the way, there was a king. Herod was the king of the Jews. All right. By the it, way, it, I'll, just, it, I'll, just, that... I'll just throw this in. Uh, okay. Because as the king of the cosmos, we know that for sure, is walking down the road, a little troop of women that cooked for him and kind of, kind of cleaned up after him, they had, they had, they had those, and they decided, but if you saw them coming, and, and as they walked by, the last thing you would conclude was there goes a bunch of kings and queens. That you yeah. wouldn't conclude that. Yeah. I mean, these people camped out. If you can you imagine, Jace, camping well, out for for fifteen years <laughs> from the time you're you know, or at least the last three 
I don't know where he stayed, you know, before. Well, Mary and Joseph. To, to go know. back to the story I just told about walking into a, a it, lawyer's office. It's hard to office. prove you're a king when you look like a vagabond. Look, <laughs> to, when I walked into the lawyer's, the lawyer's office and this old woman who was not a Duck Dynasty fan saw me, the last thing that crossed her mind is this is the guy buying the land. You were there with a check. And if you I, had said, I have just hair, and yeah. two eyeballs, and hair. And if you had said, by mask. the way, this is my dad, if I had been there, she would have thought, whoa, the last thing they would have concluded, <laughs> we are talking to royalty. She wouldn't have expected a check. She probably would have given us, if I'd have had you, $10 for a meal. And maybe. If you'd have put out your hat, she might have. A cup of hot cocoa. Go buy you some vine sausage. So he said, Are you the king of the Jews? And and Jesus, now, look, why didn't he just say, Yeah? Because he technically is king of everybody, right? Correct. But he said, Is that your own idea? Or did others talk to you about me? And so didn't really answer the question. So you think and Pilate was facetious in his I do. question, okay? And so then he says, well, what is it you've done, 35? And Jesus said, my kingdom. Now, first he didn't answer the question, but then he said, my kingdom. So now he is kind of answering the question indirectly. Is not of this world. If it were my servants, if it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. Now, Pilate, I believe, went from being sarcastic to, okay, this guy's crazy. <laughs> Your kingdom is not from this place. I mean, he... Because he, he had to be thinking earthly. Remember, now, 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 remember, you got three individuals. Yeah. John the Baptist is saying, everybody needs to repent. Well, I'm going to get to that For part. the kingdom of is heaven near. is near. Right. So if, Jesus you start, said it himself. if you just start adding it up, you're saying, oh, wait a minute. These people are saying there's a kingdom from, and they point upward, there's a kingdom coming from above us, and it's the kingdom of heaven. Well, the, the, the king was right because the king is mm-hmm. God right. who's become flesh. But you, you just think about it, Al. It's a pretty hard sale. By the way, that book I just wrote, that's what it's about. Yep, Jesus about, Politics. Uh, Jesus Politics is about the kingdom of heaven coming down to the earth, producing a royal nation, a holy nation, within an earthly kingdom, which they rise and they fall. But this one, according to Daniel, will be established in the days of the Roman kingdom, which, and and you got Pilate. He's one of the big dogs in an earthly kingdom. He's talking here. to an individual <laughs> yeah. who is the king of the cosmos. Oh, you, well, you, it's a you, little bit tough to grasp. You're going to categorically agree with this. But what I did in this is I backed up to the arrest before we continue with this conversation. When Jesus, when they came up in the early part of chapter 18, they and they it says in verse 4, it says, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, because I made a point about that. Jesus knew he's fixed to be arrested. He's fixed to be interrogated. He's fixed to be beaten. He he's said that over and over and over. I, he, he I'm, knew we're going up to, to Jerusalem. I'm going to be crucified, and in three days I'll be raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come from the dead. He's told them over and over and, and fact, over. So most people, but none of them really, they said, what are you talking well, about? Well, he had to argue with the disciples, Mary, because they kept saying, no, that's not going to happen to but you. But they're in the same position Pilate's in. Right. They're like, you're going to do what? Remember, Peter said, whoa, 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 that's not going to happen. He said, get behind me, Satan. So, so most people, when that, when they know this, the last thing they would do when they came up, he said, who is it you want? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. Direct contradiction to how most people in power operate. You know it's fixed to happen, and then you stand up and say, yep, it's me. And then your followers are fixed to fight, which you would normally, if you were a king, that's what kings do. They send people out to fight. Now, they'll say for the cause, but it, if they're there, you protect the king to death. Yep. yep. And cut, he, Peter cuts off the ear. He said, no, no, we're not doing that. And hang, then there's... Hang on for you, Because, look. Wait. Hang on, let's take a break. So one of the things we talk about is protection uh, a lot on the show from, you know, cyber thieves and all these different things going on out there. And one of the things that is popular now, Dad, you wouldn't know much about is in social media is basically people can come in and get your data. 
and find out what you're looking at, what you're not, and then they just flood your you know computer with all these ads and different things like that. So it's not only annoying, it's also someone else having your information, which is not good. So one of our sponsors is ExpressVPN. That's a virtual private network, uh, Dad, if you wondered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sure, dangerous. I'm sure you wondered about that, right? Yeah. And so uh, you go to expressvpn.com slash fill, and they're going to give you uh, three months, a special link that will give you three months of ExpressVPN service for free, which is great. And so this protects basically your data, and that's expressvpn.com slash fill to protect your data today. The point being, Jace, he had to die for the sins of the world because that's why he came. Well, right. He had to be resurrected because that's why he came. But he also Well, you don't want your guys doing battle. They'll lose, but you don't want them losing their life that quick. Trying to defend him because he says, yeah, "I've got a plan here." For, you, you don't want to stop it. You know, one of our listeners sent something interesting. I guess we talked about this before because you know that was the high priest servant that he cut his ear off. You remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the guy Malchus. Yeah, and so this guy made a point I had never thought about. He said, "If Jesus hadn't to put the ear back on, because you know he put it back on." Yeah. By the way, yeah, he healed him. That he couldn't have served under the high priest being marred like that. So, like, he gave him his job back, which I, I thought, thought you was were really gonna, I thought you were going to say, if he hadn't put the earbuck on, he couldn't hear. Well, that either. <laughs> or but, here. But, but I, or here. But I thought that was really interesting yeah. that in that moment of grace, that yeah, this servant true. of the high priest, you know, he said that he gave him his job back. He, I just wondered, I had never thought I just wondered so, what the guy's buddies who had gathered together to go arrest yeah. Jesus, what they thought when they saw the ear leave. And then all of a sudden, the one that they're fixing to arrest for being some kind of imposter or something. That's a great You know, I've thought about that. I'd have have got together and said, wait a minute, did you see that? I mean, I'd have been like, wait a minute. He put his ear back on. He just put his ear back on. (laughs) But he could be. I'd have thrown my sword down right there. It could be like these movies where he would put the ear back on and then, like, do something to where, oh, that was. I thought I just lost my ear. <laughs> did that just that? happen? So look. I thought he cut my ear up. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I guess no, he did. I'm saying you could do that. If you can put the ear back on, you can like monkey with the memory also. I'm not saying he did. I that. don't know where the ear fell or did it just like a clean slice or the guy <laughs> or picked it, it up and there? said, you know, well, what about I'll tell you this. If you cut my ear off and then put it back on without a surgical procedure, I'm following you. I'm laying my sword down. Me Forget too. about the high priest. You're now yeah, my I'm high like, priest. Yeah. I, I'm going with this Change guy. of plans. Which he might have become a believer. That <laughs> Maybe was, he did. It, that was, you know, it's not important. He may have been at, one of the 3,000. At this nature. I believe that's why it's true because who could have concocted a story like every well, time I read these, back to that these texts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'm like, how in the world did they come up with that? So has to be. Right. So he says, my kingdom is not from his place. And so then the title of my sermon was Pilate's next line in 37. He says, so you're a king then. And then I said, if you're reading between the lines, I'll add this. <laughs> like Granny Hawkins on the porch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you be Josie well. <laughs> okay. No, it really was. That's right. You know, they say they were going to kill you, but and so now here's what I found interesting. When I looked into the original language, the one that got this wrong, which is the version I use in NIV, said Jesus answered, "You're right in saying." But when I looked at all of the original and all the other translations, he doesn't say you are right. I mean, I'm not saying that he's saying he's not a king, but he just said, so you say. Because he's basically, he started off, are you king of the Jews? He says, my kingdom is not of this place. And my point is, Jesus wasn't bragging. He wasn't being audacious because he's different from all other Plus, he didn't kings. go in on the front end. He, said, he's not bragging. He's not saying, I will I will snuff you out like a gnat. Plus, he didn't go into the conversation by saying, look, you, you don't realize who you're fooling with. No, right, none, none of that, that. None of that man-made stuff. None. Right. You and know, so you're a real king would have said, yeah, I'm going to tell you, you don't realize who you're messing with. I got an army of followers. Wow. Right. And so he so Jesus says, so you say, in fact, for this reason, I was born and for 
this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of the truth, listen to me. So you're like, what kind of answer is this? So he says, what is truth? Again, he missed the point. I made a point to where if he had followed Jesus a few chapters earlier, when Jesus had this conversation with a religious guy, but it was the same conversation, and I mean religious guy by Thomas, one of his followers. Remember when Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place. I'm going to leave. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. And in my father's house, you know, there's many rooms. And I'll, well, Thomas says, well, we don't, how do we know the way? Yeah. How do we leave? How do we get there? How are we going to get there? And Pilate, same way. Well, now, where, where's this kingdom you're from? Where, where's this place? Where, you know, you're a king now, <laughs> some foreign place. Well, and you remember what he told Thomas? He said, I am the way. You're, you're looking at him. So the proper question here would have been, who? Who is the truth? Because he said, everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. Jesus' point was, you listen to me. Now, we have somebody put Jesus' words in red letters. You want to know what the truth is? You listen to him. It's, it's an actual person. And so he's like, well, what, what is truth? Because typical worldly response, truth is whatever you make it, uh, yeah. however you yeah. feel. Yeah. As long you, as you don't uh, hurt anybody. You, you determine your own truth. You that determine was, your own that truth. That was Pilate. <laughs> How about our culture today? Ugh. Well, what is truth? What is truth? No, I know who truth is. You know who it is. Yeah, his name is Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm restless. I'm wandering on the earth. I'm digging holes looking for treasure. And one day I find the greatest treasure ever ever and it's a note with one word on it jesus he's he's this is the treasure so that was kind of where i started now i then go to first timothy six because he relates paul's letter to timothy he makes a comparison to jesus confession to Pilate and our confession now what confession is that and at first, McGuigan helped me with this because I said, well, Jesus redefine what it means to be a king. And he said, well, I think it'd be better to say this. Jesus redefine what it means to reign. I like that better. Because he didn't go around bragging about being a king. Right. He humbled himself. He was mm -hmm. a servant. And I read that part. Remember when the argument broke out between the two followers? They said, I want to sit on your right hand and I want to sit on the left hand. Now, before we get to the end of the story, where did they get this idea about sitting on some kind of throne? Well, because Jesus was talking about repent for the kingdom is near. And so I know so they, they had discussed this idea of being exalted or why would they have an argument about who's going to be on the right and who's going to be on the left on the throne of heaven? And Jesus said, no, I'm not that kind of king. I came here not to be served, but to serve. Right. And so I made a list of, I think, about seven or eight things. I don't have the list, but off the top of my head, I said, here's the kings of the earth, and here's Jesus in direct opposition to that. Number one, I, I brought up this comment about him. Everything he said, he said in public. He made a point of saying that here. Well, think about politicians and kings. Where do decisions get made? In back, back rooms. Back rooms. And number two, access. Let's say you want to go talk to the king. Trust me, you're not getting there. <laughs> They're going to say, now, who are you? Well, what is Jesus? He, he offers access to anybody. I mean, how many verses are there in there about we gained access to the king? Uh, you think he didn't lose a man. There's no other kingdom in the history of kingdoms where there were not men lost for the cause of control and power to take over. They use death to conquer other kingdoms. Right. He used his own death. He was the only one that died for the kingdom. And so you say uh, he was sinless. And this came up to a point that I didn't get into, that I wanted to, that I did the research to. If you ask people, let's just say across America, would you prefer a, a democracy or a monarchy what do you think people would say in america they would say democracy yeah including me yeah. i'd say democracy and so when you bring up this the reason people are so sensitive about this and they don't want to agree with me right off the bat they're like oh well we prefer a democracy and i'm like yeah i agree with that except for one exception unless the monarchy had a king that was perfect 
Now, if he was perfect and the the main thing, he that, would, that was he would different. always be, if he was perfect, he would always be 100% just. That's exactly right. Which is and, <laughs> and with men, it's just not there. Pure justice. And they're reaching for it, but it's 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 beyond their grasp because Jesus. You want to take there. a break? Yeah, let's take a break. So uh, I, I've talked about it before. Lisa and I hadn't always had the best uh, credit history because we weren't <laughs> always the best at taking care of our stop making bad decisions. Bill said, "Well, I'm doing better. I'm doing better now. We're, we both are." But there was a time when we uh, really needed. If you're trying to, we we're trying to buy a car, trying to buy a house. Uh, we needed our credit score to be better than it was. Uh, the folks at scoremaster.com would have been handy back in those days uh, for us. Basically, they help raise your credit score. Some have had as much as 61 points raised in 20 days. So, so you want to check these guys out if you want to get that credit score up, uh, which really helps when you're trying to refinance and try to you know build up your credit as you go along, especially when you're out of college. This college debt is so terrible for people. So if you go to scoremaster.com, slash Phil, you know, you're going to be amazed at how quickly you can get that score up. Scoremaster.com slash Phil. Check it out. <clears throat> well, and that's why we got so many problems, by the way. You keep hearing the word justice. Keep hearing it. Because it's unjust. Men are unjust. I mean, they're never going to be They're wanting right. the fallible to somehow be infallible. infallible. Well, the only infallible... One, whoever showed up, happens to be the king, Jesus is talking about. That's the reason well, that's right. he's the king. Which, by and, the way, that's the answer to what ails us, because if we could agree on that, oh, we, what, what kind of country would we have? I mean, wor- the world, oh if the world could so, believe in it. Oh, and awesome. he's 100% innocent, and he's not private or shrewd as in... What you see is what you get. You got the red letters. You want to know what God's like? Here it is. By the he way, said did it you out know, loud and do you purpose. know of any any money uh, he carried with him and any kind of any money? He he, he was not materialistic. Think about it. Which is the opposite of an earthly king. Look, how they live gain, in palaces. How do you gain three billion followers on planet Earth? And it the gospel about this king took off from the time the kingdom was established. Three thousand people. They heard the message, Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. They repented, were baptized, they were warned. Well, they took off from there. Ow. That went worldwide to the tune of three billion right. followers. So, and he, he didn't have any money that I know of. No, he no. didn't have a job that I know well, of. Well, no the last two qualities that I discussed is why that happened. One was that he didn't come to be served all other kings whether they want to admit it or not because there's like 21 monarchies oh, they came, left they came to be served. oh they're served oh yeah <laughs> when they say jump you start jumping <laughs> you know and so he he's not like that and then the last one was that well he beat the great he if you conquer the great if we kill the king because then the next king comes up you know in the lineage no this king they killed him and he just can't he, he came back well, no, you're the king of kings. That That's how that transpired. And by the so way, the w- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting because in Israel's history, which had kings, I think there were 39 between North Israel and Judah. Mm-hmm. Out of all those kings, only six were decent people. They were, and they were all flawed because they were, but I'm saying because, even, yeah. even people that were supposedly God was th- their king of Israel. I mean, six out of 39? So That's you're, not a good number. So what you're saying, Al, is good kings, <laughs> as it turns out, with any empire. That's right. From here all the way back to the beginning. Good kings are hard to find, and perfect kings, only one. What is amazing find. is, and he somehow became, in amongst all this, the marker for time itself. That's right. All the years before this king are called all the years before this king That's arrived. Right. Well, I think and all the years after him is called year of the king, year of the king, year two, That's year right. three. When I ask year 2020, it's still counting, but we're all counting time by him, well, whether we love like him or hate this. him. I think you like this. So what I did, I was going over this with my other guy that I kind of bounce ideas off of. And he said, you know what this sounds like? He said, it sounds like 
when America was formed, 1776, we got our independence. He said, you know the motto then that, that came up from the people? And he told me the situation, which, you know, I didn't do well in history, and it's been a while <laughs> since I've been in school. But he said, you know, they had a motto, no king but King Jesus, because the king of England was going to try to take over America. And I was yeah. like, I need to go Google that. Well, when I Googled it, there were thousands of articles about it because the people who are anti-God, they don't like that piece of American history. So they've done everything in their power to write that out of any kind of history book. That is correct. They're like some reverend said it with two of the founding fathers who were probably drunk and, (laughs) and a few people said, no king but King Jesus. But the reason I bring that up is because you know that, their, you that know was, who their king is? Karl Marx. Well, I'm going to get to that. But I do think it's interesting that when Pilate could not find any basis to crucify Jesus, he goes out to the Jews and he said, look, I, the man, did he's not done anything wrong. Let, let's let him go. And they're going to crucify him, crucify him. But their slogan was, we have no king but Caesar, which I thought was interesting. Our country... And a couple of founding fathers, at least, even if all these people who are so have all this smoke because they're uncomfortable that our country was built on that part of that motto, which I believe it was. It was. Sure it was. Uh, and, and I don't think, look, to be fair, I don't think they were trying to exalt Jesus so much as they were not wanting to be under, uh, you know, the tyranny of a king from across the ocean. But since they, they were the God-believing people, they, they had, said, no, we don't have any king but Jesus. Yeah, if we they had read king, enough in the Bible that they knew there was a big difference between King Jesus and the guy over in England. Well, which is James the point that we're all flawed, including yeah. the kings. Yeah. So let's take uh, one last break. Which is why you see, and you're right, Dad, in this current movement of people, and, and certainly it is towards no God, atheism. Oh, yeah. Just recently, there's a big pile of books I saw burning on the news, and I thought, what is this? We're burning books now? And then I found out what the books were. Yeah, the Bible. The Bible. Oh, yeah. So the idea is we don't want God having anything but to do with us. here's the deal, us. Al. I think people in our country, they, they love the idea of a democracy. I do, too. And a lot of people who are fighting against God, they have the same reasoning for why they don't surrender to Jesus, because they want to be independent. The problem is they're missing that part about what kind of reign Jesus presents. That's why those six or seven things that I got out of the red letters were so important. He's a loving king. That that was another one of the points. His weapon of choice was not a sword, was not a gun, was not enslaving people. It was love. And so here he has all these qualities that he brings that it's not like we're actually serving some kind of crazy madman. This is awesome. And in turn... Jace, you're quoting my book, Jesus Politics, man. Keep it up. (laughs) I didn't even know. I should have read the book first. That's right. Look, I went to Ephesians 2 because here's the bottom line. People who are after freedom and say, you know, I'm not going to surrender... In America, you know, I'm going to protest this or that, or and I'm not surrendering to Jesus. Here's what they don't understand. In Ephesians 2, it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions, sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. You know, if you're a sinner, watch what happens. And of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. The bottom line is whether you're claiming freedom, you're locked up. That's right. The 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 horror of sin and and how that drags us down, it comes to everybody. Yep. And you can claim freedom, but you're led around by the nose of making bad decisions just like everybody else. But you can and, you can see their sins. It's easy to spot. Well, I can see mine. Yep. It, it ain't hard to spot. So look, and it lumps us all together. Verse three. All of us who lived among the cravings of our sinful nature and following the desires and thoughts. We were by nature objects of wrath. And people that are who oppose the gods, they say, yeah, he's an angry God. But they don't, they fail to, to remember how Jesus showed himself, even in that moment of dying for the sins of the world, being humble, 
the opposite of any kind of authoritarian that we've ever known. And so what happens? But, be, but verse 4, of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy. Sure, he's disappointed when we sin. Sure, it makes him angry, but he's also rich in mercy. Made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you've been saved. And people stop there. Here's where the kingliness came in. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Most people avoid that verse because they have no idea what it means. <laughs> but when you start thinking about this practically, I mean, let me just quote a verse for you. Uh, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Christ lives in me. That's Galatians 2.20. So then I went into all this about the kingdom being predicted, which is what you talked about earlier. And, you know, some of you, Jesus said, who are standing here will not taste death, this is Mark 9, 1, until you see the kingdom of God come with power. And I'm like, at some point during their lifetime, the kingdom of God came with power. Peter had the keys. Remember that? He told yep. Nicodemus, unless you're born of water and the spirit, born again, you can't enter it and you can't see it. Yep. What kind of kingdom is this? So then Acts 2, I, I briefly went through this like I'm doing now. He, Peter gets up after Jesus leaves, after he spoke about the kingdom of God for 40 days. You remember that? Yep. Chapter 1. Which was the last thing he was telling them. Remember? That's it. He was, was about talking the about the kingdom. The kingdom. Right. So he preaches Jesus. The people hear it. They say, what do we do? He said, be baptized and two things will happen. You'll get forgiveness of sins and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. Well, when you have the Holy Spirit of God, the kingdom, here's Peter unlocking the gate, the kingdom of God, a colony of heaven, showed up on earth via the Holy Spirit. You are correct. And it's kind of unrecognizable because it's within people, people that look like us, which is... So I said all that to say so that when people come to me and they're like, and I tell them this story, they have the same response as Pilate. They're like, "So you're a king, then?" <laughs> <laughs> See, that that's what happened. And so then I finished going, right. going to Revelation one six because it says He has made them past tense. Yep. He's speaking of seven churches yep. to be kings and priests. Well, that's what made the religious world, when I introduced this a few weeks ago, was that uncomfortable. Because yeah. they're like, oh, well, wait a minute, Jace, you're saying that we're going to be kings one day? That's, that's no good. And I'm like, no, I'm saying we're kings now. <laughs> but it's a different kind of reign. It's right. a Jesus reign. Because then I took the seven qualities that made Jesus a different kind of reign and said, well, look, he made us all these ways. We can go out in public. We don't, we don't lurk around in private as disciples of Jesus. No, we go public. Everything's about us as an open book. Our past mistakes and our future glory. Uh, you know, pick any I of the examples. With, I I'll, met with our, our current, if you want to call him that, king, the head dog, uh, Donald Trump. And look, all three times you said, what were you talking to him about? Exactly what you've been saying. Yeah. That's what and I talked about. And I threw in those qualities, our weapon of choice, That's how love. the kingdom operates. Look, we don't lose a man. Why? They're just like, well, you sure you're going to die? Not really. With the Holy yep. Spirit of God. We're indestructible. That yep. makes you kingly, at least, if you can't be killed. And no sin. You say, well, you have sins. They're all forgiven. They're gone. So actually... What if you make a mistake? Mediating yeah, work. Mediating and work so I Jesus. ended with this. I ended with John 1, 12 that says, God gave us the right to become children of God. So, born. Jason, I'm almost look. to the point now to give you a standing O, but, well, but did they give you a standing O when you talked? <laughs> Not a word. Uh, <laughs> lively, lively. Well, Al knows this crowd. It's an older crowd. They all had masks on. Kurt Lively, We've well, we only got about a third the, of our Kurt Some lively. are peeking out from under their mask. Yeah, there's a guy that his name is Lively, interesting enough. A couple <laughs> times when I, you know, I was going through the qualities, he went, Jesus! <laughs> and everybody jumps. And uh, but it's not a lively crowd. But in the younger crowd, because they were they were taping it, 
The, millennials. the sun tape well, is beaming in well, loud. Beaming. How did the millennials, the ones that are being Oh, they said they're roaring, they're, they're hollering, and like, we're taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all fired up. But we do it in humility and in love. And I read the part about he gave us the right to be born because it's the lineage of this royal priesthood, like you said, passed on. He gave us that right. John 1, 12, what else is he talking about? And then I went to Romans 8 and said he's made us heirs. Well, you think about being heirs. If if you get what Jesus has, what is that? You get everything. Yeah, that seems kind of kingly to me. All of a sudden, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more than being a king of the earth. You're the in, tied into the king of the cosmos. So what's funny about it is, and here's I want to say this because people misunderstand it. So do we go around and say we're kings? Nope, because people don't understand. I'll give you. The the one thing that Paul gave the Corinthians, if you want to call yourself an ambassador, which is pretty, it's a pretty uppity. Yeah. He said, we're Christ's ambassador. Okay, if you want to be an ambassador and call yourself that, fine. I'm not going to call myself a king because the the humble nature of what we do and the serving nature of who we follow, he taught us that it's not about that. And and I tied that in with the other verse in First Corinthians four that says the kingdom of God is not about talk, but it's about power. Now, if you looked at what Jesus did, he wasn't saying I'm gonna I'm gonna squash you like a bug one day. Who are you to talk to me? He just demonstrated his power. He let them talk, but he didn't say a whole lot. He just said, "My kingdom's not from this place. I was born for this purpose." And I have a purpose here. I testify of the truth, which is happens to be me, also me. And so that's what we do. So you don't have to go out there and have a sign and say, I'm a king. Yeah. You know, you say, look, I am following the king of kings. You're asking to get, to get beat up if you do that. <laughs> which is fine. By the way, the ambassador in a country is representative of all the power and authority of the country of which he comes, he or she comes. So... That's a pretty good. And way you know to, what? And a king is. is the public persona of the state. That's we right. represent heaven. That's, <clears throat> that's what right. we do. Now, is it us? No, it's the spirit of God in us, and we point people to Jesus. That's what we well, do. Well, so um, thank you, Jace. Now I won't have to go back and listen to that sermon. There's I got. I got thank it today. you for a pretty good little outline on the book I just wrote. Pretty good. That's right. And don't forget, of course, he's, he's my son, so the blood <laughs> it'd be thick. That's you know? exactly right. He's the product of uh, of yeah. you, so yeah. that makes sense. Well, I'm actually from heaven. I'm just not from here. <laughs> yeah. I was made in human heaven. lineage as opposed to the priestly No image. offense, but we as humans are not made in the USA. Yeah. So if you haven't done it yet, go to Amazon.com and get a copy of Jesus Politics. Uh, and a lot of what Jay's talked about on the podcast today uh, is in that book. We're out of time. We'll see you next time. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.